Hello, everyone out there listening to this show. This is the PlayStation Report. I'm not sure if you've accidentally downloaded this or not, but uh, whether or not you've accidentally downloaded this or did it on purpose, welcome to, uh, what is this, the 250-something? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. 250-something um, episode of this show. I, I you, you heard Tyler there. Tyler, what what what's up, buddy? Not too much. How about you? Oh, you know, just relaxing, getting into the new groove of things, uh, really settling in here. Uh, still need to find a couch. That that's mm-hmm. that's the number one thing. Um, I was going to get my grandpa's couch today, but then it started snowing, so we decided not to do that. Uh, yeah. Fuck the snowman. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it was. We got a lot of fucking snow. Early in the week, it's snowing again today, but I think it's over now. Yeah. I don't think it's yeah, supposed I just to snow out. the rest of the week, the rest yeah. of the day. I, I just looked out my window, and yeah, it looked like it had stopped, um, thankfully, because I missed a day at work last week because of the snow. They they just canceled, and, you know, I, I kind of need to work. I get I get paid by the hour, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I ended up working from home Monday and Tuesday, but... Even with all the all the snow still getting shit done, but uh, shoveling's not fun. No, uh, cleaning your cars off is not fun when there's just a hell of a lot of snow. Yeah, it's just it's kind of like I'm sort of relieved with how much snow we've gotten this year, only because the past few years around here, I feel like we've gotten less and less, and I was yeah. getting a little worried that we wouldn't get snow ever again. Um, in just kind of the state of the fucking world here, but yeah. we we've gotten a lot of snow, and I, I look looking at the weather for this coming week. It, there's a chance of snow Tuesday through Saturday of this coming week. So I'm like, God holy damn. shit! God damn, Where's stay away from. Stay away. <laughs> I need to go to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, I guess snow snow days, stay at home. I used my snow day to stay home and play video games. I know you were working, but uh, did you, uh, I mean, it's not like we're all going outside nowadays anyway, but did you, uh, you find any time to play video games with all the I, snow out there between shoveling and work? <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I found time to play a video game. Okay. Um, that video game, <laughs> just being Assassin's Creed Valhalla, it doesn't oh, okay. end. It just does not end. Oh my god. Um, I nearly fell asleep playing it again the other day. Just to, this quest line I'm doing was just so fucking boring. It, at least the first half of it. I did the second half of it today and it it was, it was good. Uh, the end of it, I should say. But the first half was like, oh my god, you're like trick-or-treating and stuff. I'm like, what is going on? Like, the... Like, I don't know. I am really just I'm really pushing confused. to finish that game. With what you just said, I am very confused. Trick-or-treating? Yeah, like, I, I literally, like, dr- had to dress up and, like, go knock on people's doors in this town. And I'm like, what? What Why? the fuck? Yeah, it was it was bizarre, man. Um, yeah, it's, it's fine. Uh, once again, just a lot of up and downs with to me um but i'm really pushing to finish it here i've started so i think i have two more 
areas of England left, maybe three, I forget. But from what I've seen, I just looked up like the amount of quests in each each area just because I'm like, I need to know how close I am to this ending. Um, I have started what seems to be like the longest one left, but it's not too much longer than any of the other ones. So, yeah, just truck along with that game. Uh, got a lot of upgrades. Almost all my armor and, and weapons are like fully upgraded now, which is nice, but I just feel like it's, it doesn't really make a fucking difference okay. at all. Um, the skill tree, I'm so far into the skill tree that I just, I absolutely do not know what I want to do with it anymore. Uh, some of the skills are like, yeah, these could be fine, but I just don't use them too much. Some of the things it would give to me. So at this point, I'm just putting points into the tree just to to kind of upgrade myself. I think my power level, I'm up to 247, I think. So way up there um, at this point. I think the max is 350. I got a quest that is 340 power. And I'm like, holy shit. How long is it going to take me to get to that? Um so, yeah, just really trying to push to uh, to finish this game. Because um, I just I kind of I just kind of can't take it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm so far in. I'm 54 hours in. And I'm just like, ah, got to finish it at this point. Mm-hmm. So, OK, I just uh, maybe I'll hold off on fully maybe criticizing or questioning like why do i have to go through every single area of england like yeah, why yeah. why why can't i just choose my own path and say i want to do these areas and and see where it goes um and maybe there's a reason for that with the end of the end of the game who knows but i just it, it i just don't don't get it and like the main story I think I've done two additional areas now since the main story has really progressed any. And it, like, hasn't even been touched. So I'm like, eh, what am I doing? It just, I don't know. It just kind of stinks, I think. Yeah. I just wish there was a little bit a little bit more to it or something like that. I, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, that's that's all I've really played this week. I, I uh, installed Warzone. And that seemed to boot up fine. What I was lost by is that it made me download a bunch of those, like, compatibility packs and multiplayer packs that Modern Warfare makes you install. Uh So, and it was, and it's 126 gigs. So I'm like, okay, (laughs) did it install Modern Warfare? No, it did not. Um, It only installed Warzone. So I'm like, Jesus Christ. So I got to figure out uh, what to do to get modern warfare in there um but i at least have warzone installed and then i also downloaded control ultimate edition and i was going to start that until i read that it you can't transfer your save so Mm -hmm. now i'm like i what fucking why (laughs) like it's just so stupid when you can't transfer your fucking save within a console family like it just it makes absolutely no sense to me and so now i i feel a little bummed out about that but i still might dive into that but 
I had to then delete Control Ultimate Edition because I booted up my PS5. I was going to play some Valhalla, and I got an update for Modern War or for Warzone. I'm like, okay, okay, uh, yeah. And this I is where and it I starts. <laughs> yeah, and I go look at it, and it's like uh, you don't have enough space to download this update. I'm like, okay, go to my hard drive. I have 50 gigs left. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. But it's but I'm like it's Warzone. You know, it's modern warfare. These updates are massive. Who knows what size it is? It wasn't. It doesn't say. It just gives you an error. So I deleted Miles Morales. I'm like I'm not going to get back to this anytime soon. Uh, so that freed up 40 gigs for me. So now I'm at 90. Still uh-huh. will not download the update. And I'm like, how fucking big is this update? So then I removed Control Ultimate Edition. That was like another 26 gigs, I think. So now yeah. I'm you know, a little over 100 gigs. Then the Warzone update starts to download. It's only 11 gigs. What? And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? what is happening? <laughs> like, since when do you need over 100? It told me I needed 103 gigabytes of space to download. And I'm like... But the whole thing was 11 gigs. Like, what? what is going on? I just don't understand this at all. I don't know, man. The, that, that, the Call of Duty file sizes anymore are just so fucking out of control. It's not even funny. Like, the I just have Warzone installed. It's 126 gigs. The next closest to that, I think, is Destiny 2. And that is only 60 gigs on PS5. The PS5 version. So I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, ah, they just got to get it under control. Man, they really do. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's just been my gaming journey. Uh, and, like, part of the reason, like, I, I really want to finish Valhalla just to kind of get that off my hard drive, too, to uh, save some space. And I don't think I'm going to buy into the DLC for Valhalla. I just don't like it enough. I don't like the characters enough to, to care. And I know the DLCs for Origins and Odyssey were really cool. They they went some really cool, unique places, some really cool stories. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. I just don't think I'm going to be going back to Valhalla. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, and then, you know, I want to... Get, just finish this game so I can get back into to Hitman and uh, finish Sackboy, finish going Commando, hopefully all before, I'm going to try my best, all before March 2nd when the Yakuza PS5 version comes out and then I'm starting Yakuza. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's my goal. Basically, like, clear my plate for Yakuza just because there's really nothing else coming out until, like, April. Um... So, that's my plan. But anyways, what what about you? Uh, what what have you played this week? Uh, well, I put a shit ton more time into Football Manager. <laughs> when you say shit ton, how much oh, time? Oh God, you're you're gonna ask me. <laughs> fuck. Let me see. What are, what is my total hour count now? I have to open up Steam. I had that closed. Oh man, but it it was a lot. I've gone th- like I'm in my second season now. I'm well over halfway through the season uh so i'm playing in the swedish league and they have like a mid-season break and i've gotten on the other half of that uh let me look into my library here total hmm. okay 
Uh, I have a total of 59 hours played in this right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, that's uh, and the last, because awesome. uh, of Steam data here, it says the last two weeks I've spent 31 hours playing this. Woo! Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I am I'm, I'm first in the table. I started off the season with like a 10-game winning streak, which was freaking awesome. Nice. Uh, and yeah, it's I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I have uh, I have a healthy lead. Well, hmm. Dep- it depends how how uh, some other teams do this this coming weekend in in the game. But yeah, I'm I'm doing well. I'm on track to win the title this year. Nice. So wow. yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, really enjoying tinkering around with tactics and uh, playing styles, trying to figure out what what way of playing is good against which teams in the league. Uh, and yeah, I was offered a contract extension. That's how well I've been doing. The The board yeah. have decided they want to extend my contract. Well, that's good. So, yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, didn't we play some Apex Legends? I think oh, we yeah, did we, play we a little fucking, bit. We did. That was, yeah, we did that last weekend. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I played some with you, and then I played some during the new season played as fuse a couple of times fuse is uh i mean fuse is fun but fuse is pretty simple like you've seen the abilities in the trailers it mm-hmm. works exactly as you think it does like it, he's like a very straightforward character i he's he's kind of like the soldier 76 of apex legends now <laughs> like okay if you if you have experience with other first person shooters this is this is the character that uh, will feel most familiar to you. That sounds like up my alley. <laughs> yeah. I like playing as those characters, and I played Soldier 76 the most in Overwatch. I was yeah, fucking I, baller with Soldier 76, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, and, uh, yeah, the thing that I like most about Fuse right now is that uh, they bring back uh, grenade stacking, so you can have up to two in a stack of grenades. They oh. took that away because people were just lobbing grenades all the time. But now Fuse is the character that can lob grenades all the time. Mm. So it's, I, I guess it levels out a little bit because you can only have one Fuse per team, so it, it's less hectic and it takes away that problem a little bit. But yeah, that if you want to throw a lot of grenades, Fuse is your guy also. <laughs> okay. Um, and yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, the modified uh, King's Canyon is pretty cool. Uh, they flooded uh, one of the... You know that city with like that huge uh, drainage pipe down the center of it in the corner mm-hmm. of King's Canyon? They just like yeah. flooded that. That's a whole swamp now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's... That's cool. Uh, that, yeah, there are a couple other locations also. Um, I, I need to play more this season. I, I still haven't got a grasp on all the new areas yet. I'm enjoying it though. Apex continuing to get better and better. Yeah, yeah, I gotta hop in there with this new season. I, I really had a lot of fun last time when we were playing. I, I think it was partially too. Like I felt just so much better playing it. Like I was actually getting some kills and stuff. Not yeah. that I'm like the best fucking player out there, but, but I just I felt like the couple previous times we played, I felt very useless. Whereas this time, I felt like I could do something. Uh, so that that was yeah, it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk about the new weapon, the thirty thirty repeater. Mm. Uh, I think it is dope, but it is 
I think you you might and a lot of other people might find it hard to use. <laughs> really? Why is that? Yeah, it's well. Um, so the whole concept of it it charges up, kind of like um, you know how uh, the choke used to be the the chokes for like the take the triple take used to be. You'd have to like wait for it to charge up to really get the choke on. So. Mm. Um, with thirty thirty repeater, when you aim down sights, it kind of charges up to get a max power, maximum power on the shot. So you have to like you have to be aiming down the sights a certain amount of time to get the most out of each shot. And uh, it doesn't have like the highest rate of fire, and uh, the reload time is <laughs> fucking garbage. But it it's it's a cool cool animation for the reload. But like it's yeah, gotcha. It it's just a difficult weapon to really maximize. Um, so, yeah, there's that. I, and, yeah, I, I, really really having fun. Like, I, I think Apex is one of those games where, like, it takes mm -hmm. a little bit of time to get back in the groove, and once you're back Absolutely. in it, you're, you're there, and it, it feels good again. Um, yeah. I also dipped into Call of Duty Warzone, uh, played a few solos in that. Uh, fucking just tore some people a new one. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I, I got, like... I mean, I didn't win any matches, but I've gotten up into, like, the top 20, which I forget how, how many people are in those matches. It's more than yeah, 100, a I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's actually really good to get in the top 20. Yeah, I, I, I was getting in the top 20 with, like, 8 to 10 kills, and, yeah, it was it was a fun time. Sweet. Uh, also played... Did they... Oh. Were you, are you playing on the... Verdansk or whatever? Is it the same map? I don't even... Yeah, I think it's Verdansk. Uh, okay. I, I wasn't really paying much attention. I never really learned that map to begin with. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I also played some Fallout 76. I completed the Vault Heist. I found the gold. Mm. Uh, also found that uh, members of the Secret Service are still alive in that vault. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, so this has basically <laughs> unlocked a new system where um, I can earn gold by doing like daily missions and trade that gold for schematics for high-end weapons and armor. So, yeah. yeah, that that's a new system they put in when they whenever they put that heist in there. Uh, and I'm enjoying it. I I like playing in Fallout 76. I I I'm at the point where I'm like. Maybe I want to actually build up my own base because I see what other people are doing and I'm like, I'm not sure what the next thing for me to do really is, but uh, I mean, there are a couple things on the map that I can do. I can go uh, interact with the Brotherhood of Steel and see see if they have a quest line for me. I'm pretty sure they do because there's a quest. I, I, there's a quest to basically introduce myself to them. Um, okay. So there's that quest line to do. But yeah, I, I kind of want to just build my base. Like, it it there's some really cool stuff that people do with that, and uh, yeah, it, it just seems like seems like a thing that the thing that game was there for was to like, hey, uh, everybody drop into this world, and like at the start there weren't any NPCs. It's about the players interacting and building up the wasteland. Uh, so. Yeah, I want to yeah. go back and do that stuff. Sweet. Seems like a pretty 
decent turnaround for that game. Yeah, I mean the vault heist quest line was was really good. Um, the like the level they put you through there is is pretty cool. Uh, you have companions with you uh, fighting through it, and like it has some of the Fallout humor in there as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, I I think Fallout seventy six is a good video game now. I I I think I'm ready to say it. Fallout seventy six, good video game. Uh, Sweet. And then, lastly, I played a very, very good video game called Hitman 3. Yeah, buddy. Uh, but I've been going back and playing through the entire thing, like, from Hitman 1 levels on. So I'm, I have, like, two levels left in the first, uh, in the first Hitman. Okay. Uh, and I think what they've done, like... What they've done with Hitman 3 in making those mission stories more accessible, like, you can basically toggle at the start of the mission, like, which mission stories you want to go for. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier and a lot more, like, a lot easier to see the funny, cool stuff in the game. And I think that is, that, that's a fun way to play through it the first time, like, if, if you need, if you want to see those things. Yeah, that's exactly how I'm playing it, only to you know, kind of get through the levels, but then just learn how to play Hitman. Uh-huh. Um, and then go back, you know, then I, I'll probably go back some of these levels and play it more free form and all that stuff. But so, so that wasn't available to just toggle in the previous ones. Like you, I guess you had to discover them. Yeah. You, it, I think originally both, this was the case for both Hitman two and, and the first one, um, you had to discover the mission stories within the levels themselves. Like you had mm-hmm. to like, I guess overhear conversations or or whatever, just be in the right place at the right time to get some intel to activate those mission stories. But yeah. uh, the way Hitman Three does it is you just toggle them on and you can just start the level that way. Right. Which has made it like go by a lot faster than uh, like I I remember trying to play like Hitman back when like I I think I started playing them when Hitman Two released and brought in the Hitman One levels. But yeah, those levels would take me a lot longer without having these guided mission stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, I, yeah, I I really like Sapienza. <laughs> Sapienza is a really cool level. Um, and I, I I did the, I'm not sure. Did you do Sapienza yet? No, that's that's the one uh, I'm on next. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's just say. I cosplayed as a very sexy golf instructor. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. I am going to continue playing Hitman 3. It seems fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I'm I'm very excited to get back to it. It's like, I think it's another reason why I just, I'm so like, I can't take it anymore with Valhalla just because... You know, I'm not fully digging Valhalla, but I'm so close to the end. I've invested so much time. I feel like I need to finish it. But just, you know, when I started playing Hitman, I'm like, this is fucking fun. And I just, I really want to get back to it. So did you do any of the new Hitman levels at all? Or are you just working your way through them all? I'm just working my way through it all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But... Yeah, I, I I want to do that quickly now because Hitman Three is having uh, having some updates coming. 
uh, in February. They they released a roadmap for February. There's like in here the, there's escalation missions, there's featured contracts, all that kind of good stuff. There's an elusive target at the end of the month. And yeah, I I, I want to catch up to that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very very cool, and and there's a lot that you can like kind of get into and unlock. I like a lot of the uh, the stat tracking and stuff mm-hmm. that they have is really neat. Um, it it just gets you kind of in that mode where you know you just kind of want to keep keep replaying it. So yeah, absolutely. Uh all right. Yeah, I mentioned the February content, but uh, Tyler, it's. It's not going to surprise you, but Hitman's on this list of the top PlayStation Store downloads. <laughs> oh, yeah. That uh, doesn't surprise me at all. But, yeah, uh, we, we have the list of the best-selling games on the PlayStation Store uh, for January. And uh, I'll, I'll get us started here at number 20 with Temtem, that uh, free-to-play Pokemon-like game. Uh, ni- 19 is Dirt 5, 18 Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, 17 Borderlands 3, 16 Dead by Daylight Special Edition, 15 Watch Dogs Legion, 14 No Man's Sky, 13 Godfall, 12 Immortals Phoenix Rising, and at number 11 is Sackboy, A Big Adventure. Uh, number 10 is Rainbow Six Siege, 9 Mortal Kombat 11, 8 Demon Souls, 7 FIFA 21, 6 Assassin's Creed Valhalla, 5 NBA 2K21, 4 Madden NFL 21, 3 Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Two Hitman three, number one is Black Ops Cold War. Call of Duty Modern Warfare not there anymore. No, yeah, oh. that's that's some one thing I noticed. Yeah. Oh wait, we just read the. So they're really oh, man. We're at the point where they're separating. I guess we'll just re, we'll read PS five games now. That we're, we're going oh, to transition. Shit. They've split yeah. the list here between PS five and PS four, but I think. I think it's at the point where we just have to, we just have to pick one of the. Li- we can't do both of the lists because it's, it's kind so of so similar. Yeah, it's kind of stupid that they're separating them. To mm-hmm. be quite honest with you, because they combine the free to play games, right? And you can buy PS4 games on PS5. So uh huh. I don't know. That's just yeah. That's just fucking stupid. Yeah. Because I was going through this, I'm like, oh wow, yeah, all these games are. Like PS5 games, or there's PS5 versions of them. Uh huh. And I'm like, that's that's kind of fascinating. <laughs> I didn't realize that they split it up. Yeah, uh, but yeah. No Man's Sky is in the top twenty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's oh, pretty man. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, No Man's Sky above Watch Dogs. Uh, Legion Godfall above Watch Dogs Legion. As well, it's really interesting. Um. Yeah, good, good, good on Hitman for being up there. Hitman is number number, number two, two on the PS five, uh, number seventeen on the PS four list though. Hmm. Um, so maybe some people are holding out, but look at that on the PS four list. Just got to point it out. GTA five back up there. Oh, and number two. <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> awesome. Oh uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, um, wow. Yeah. Also interesting. Rocket League number one for free to play. Oh. Over Call of Duty Warzone. Huh. huh. Well, Apex color me surprised. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yes, Destiny two, a free to play game now. <laughs> yeah. 
like I forget Destiny 2 is free to play, and I actually forget Rocket League went free to play recently. Yeah, as well. It makes a lot of sense for all of these games to be free to play. Yeah. So, yeah, we I guess we mentioned it here. Like, the PS5 list is split. Uh, I guess we can talk a little bit about PS5 sales here, too. Um, so the PlayStation 5 in 2020 has shipped 4.5 million units. I imagine most of those are, are sold. Like, <laughs> it's just yeah. based on what, what I'm seeing out there. I... I've walked in a few stores this weekend, and uh, no PlayStation 5s out in the wild. Mm. No Xbox uh, Series X either, so or yeah. S. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, 4.5 million, which matches PS4 mm-hmm. uh, in, its, in its launch. Um, what's kind of interesting, though, is that PS5 is being sold at a loss. Which is kind of interesting. Um, basically based off of manufacturing cost. I don't know how much of a loss that is, but they're kind of thinking that, um, you know, software and, and uh, perif- uh, like controllers and all that stuff will, will kind of offset that a little bit. But I thought that was kind of interesting because the initial reports were that they would not be selling it at a loss, but just a slight gain. Um, which I don't even think PS4 was sold at a loss right off the bat either. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But they're hoping to get 7.6 million PS5s out by the end of March. Um, so who knows on that, you know, with, with where supply is at and everything. Yeah. And, and manufacturing these things. Yeah, uh, I think maybe part... Maybe part of that is just, like, the manufacturing, like, the pipelines right now are just so fucked <laughs> because yeah. just the world right now. Um, I, th- I think maybe that has to play into it. Maybe they weren't planning on it costing this much to make each PlayStation 5, but just the reality yeah. is, like, the shortages in, in, in materials is, is just causing this. Yeah, definitely, and, and who knows, because of that shortage or... You know, with AMD or anyone else, like maybe they're jacking their prices up mm. a little bit more than they thought. I, I don't know. Um, so yeah, that that could definitely definitely play into it. Yeah, um, and the parts shortages might. I mean, wait, did you have something? Well, no, I was going to kind of get into the yeah. whole part shortages thing. Yeah, Go so ahead. yeah, they're you know they're anticipating that to kind of continue to hold things back. Um, mostly semiconductors is where there's a huge shortage. Um, they plan to sell 14.8 million PlayStation 5 units over its next, next fiscal year. Um, so basically April 2021 to March of 2022. And they're actually hoping to exceed that. So that's what PS4 sold. But they're kind of thinking that all these shortages... Uh, for semiconductors might hold that back. Uh, so I think that's very, very... I mean, shoot for the stars, I guess. Um, it feels kind of ambitious, especially with AMD saying that, you know, they don't expect things to get better until the second half of 2021. So 
who knows how much how many PS5s they can get out there. And then I also just they're kind of in an interest, interesting spot where you don't want people that are really interested in the PlayStation 5 that can get one, want one, to not be interested anymore because they just cannot find a fucking thing. They get frustrated by all the scalpers and, and just the lack of retail that they, that they uh, you know, don't want to get one or they move on. Maybe they buy an Xbox. Maybe they upgrade their PC. Who knows? You know, that, I think they're in an interesting spot with that. And then they're also kind of in an interesting spot, I think, too, with the software. Like, it's just kind of slow right now. I think they, it, as long as they kind of can get some of these games out, like Returnal, Gran Turismo, Horizon, maybe God of War, just to keep that hype kind of going. Because right now it's it's slow, but they need that software to really really push and honestly convince people to upgrade from a PS4. You know, a lot of these games are being, they're on PS4, so, which makes sense, but, you yeah, know, if they I mean, want to sell more than 14.8 million, they, they need games on PS5, so. Yeah, yeah, but it's kind of a chicken and the egg, too. Like, if the PlayStation 5s yeah. just don't exist, like, right? how hard are you going to really push for games to come out before you actually have consoles out there? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I, yeah, it's it's a tough situation, but you know, I, I, and it's even even tougher now. Like it's it's easier and easier to just buy a good pre-built gaming PC anymore. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, it's yeah, and and you can get one like almost like within a week if if you order it online, and it's like there seems to be no end to like when you. This shortage for uh, PlayStation Fives or just any any of the next gen consoles, um, it's yeah. It I, I can see where people get frustrated and be like, "Why the fuck should I wait for this this uh, PlayStation Five or this Xbox Series X when I can just go get a PC and just play these games?" Maybe it's not how I used to play them, but hey, I can just plug in a controller and play them like I would normally do. Hell, you can even just throw an HDMI up. On onto your TV and just play them on your TV from your PC, like it's, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it might not be the most ideal way to play it, but if you're if you're really frustrated, like I can see where pe- why people would go that way. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I mean, the consumer side, you know, that's very frustrating. I imagine Sony is probably equally as frustrated because they see all this demand. For this system and they literally cannot make enough i mean they're they're a billion dollar corporation you know they want to want to make as much money as possible it's what they exist to do so i imagine they're they're equally as frustrated yeah it's gonna be really interesting you know i think this is gonna be one of the the bigger stories throughout 2021 is just you know does this situation get better with these consoles yeah when, when do the and does the no, when when do the scalpers start to crumble and uh, start yeah. selling for less than a fucking thousand dollars for a console? Yes, definitely. And and you know the demand for gaming right now is at an all time high with the pandemic and people staying home and wanting new entertainment and and how much does that continue to grow? Um, you know if if. 
in a perfect world. You know, hopefully, you know, get vaccines out there. Cases go down. We can start to get back to what we all considered a normal life before the pandemic. Um, you know, but does that, but does the demand for games continue to just keep skyrocketing? And does that continue to affect, you know, the demand and, and how much um, PS5 can sell? I don't know. It's going to be a really fascinating story to watch throughout the entire year, I think. Yeah, and it's going to be fascinating to see how many people who got into video games will stay into video games, even when, like, mm-hmm. say, say, like, I'm going to say two or two years when we're officially post-pandemic and everything is, is okay. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> like, how, how many yeah. of those people stick around and or keep playing video games after that? Yeah. Um, Definitely. And yeah, uh, I guess within this launch window of the PlayStation 5, uh, we have Spider-Man Miles Morales, which sold 4.1 million. 4.1 million copies of Spider-Man. People like the Spider-Man. Uh... <laughs> That's uh, yeah. I mean, I know this this launched both both on PS4 and PS5, but it's interesting to see 4.1 million units sold in 2020 for this, and 4.5 million units of the PlayStation 5 selling. Like it's those are pretty similar numbers. I mean, I'm cha- I'm not saying everyone who got a PlayStation 5 considered Spider-Man Miles Morales, but it seems like a lot of people did. Yeah, definitely. And you know, 4.1 is still pretty good. Um. Uh, but I think just overall, it's kind of soft for this game because the original Spider-Man. Now I know this is more of a, uh, let's say, budget title in quotes. It's just a smaller title. Um, it's not the full-blown sequel, so I don't think expecting it to sell the same amount as the original Spider-Man makes any sense. But you know, the original one sold 3.3 million in three days, and I think it's up to 20 million overall is last that I saw. So, you know, this launching on PS4 and PS5, you know, it amidst a period of great growth for the video game industry, I think is kind of interesting. It just seems a little soft, I guess. Yeah, I, I um, think part but, there are a couple things that are playing into that, too. Like, the first Spider-Man was, oh, this is the return, like, mm. return of good Spider-Man games. Yeah. For right. one, like, and... Number two, like Spider-Man Miles Morales was marketed at like as like, hey, uh, this isn't the full-blown sequel. It's it's a little mm-hmm. bit smaller of an experience. Like they were they were short-selling it themselves. Yes. Right, and I imagine too there is a lot of people out there that are in this situation that you're in. Of, I'm not going to play this game if it's not going to be on PS5. You know, and I can't find a PS5 right now, so I'm just not even going to play it. I'm not going to buy it on PS4 either. So I imagine there's a ton of ton of people out there that are in that situation. And, and you know, perhaps this game sells, you know, it has just a longer tail to it as players get, uh, as people get more PS5s, you know? Yeah. All right. Tyler, it's oh, it's time for the big news. The Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Yes. It's officially it, it was officially revealed. Uh that rumored release date was wrong. It's not coming mm. till May. 
but it's going to include all the Mass Effects, obviously, and most of the DLCs. There are some DLC left out. Um, I believe, uh, what was it? The Horizon Point? Or what What was the, that? The Paradox. Yeah, oh, it, was, it yeah. was a Mass Effect 1 uh, DLC that uh, got cut because the, because the source code got corrupted, because... <laughs> Yes, <laughs> software development things happened uh, uh, that were out of their control. And um, mm-hmm. but yeah, we're getting most of it. Uh, they released a trailer. It looks like they, it's a it's a remaster. It's it's not necessarily a remake. Like mm-hmm. uh, it does look better for, for the most part. I think some of the choices they made, however, kind of take a little bit of the character out of the game. Um. I mean, uh, for example, like some some of the side by side shots I've seen, like before and after, with like so you know how like there were some very like in Mass Effect One, I believe, like there were a lot of like just dark skies that like yeah. with red lighting, and that was very ominous. And now, like in the remaster, it's it's not like that. They basically took all of that out of there to make it look nicer, but it also doesn't look like look as ominous as it used to gotcha um i mean that's just my personal opinion of it but it they they have made some graphical improvements uh there's no no uh, multiplayer for mass effect 3 um yeah i'm i'm looking forward to it yeah me too and uh, you know having it be a full remake that's always that's just an ideal thing. I think that's just, you know, I, I would love to see that done because it would look so good. But I understand that that is a hell of a lot of work to do. Um, they're keeping the games on Unreal Engine 3 as well. They're not porting it to to 4. Um, so really keeping a lot of that intact and just you know making it look better. It seems like Mass Effect 1 was the game that they, they fucked with the most, which probably makes sense. So they just kind of modernized the controls a little bit and, I guess, how the game feels. Yeah. Uh, which is good, because 2 and 3 feel pretty good to play. Um, yeah, so I, I think one. 1 is, like, was designed as, as kind of, not even designed as much as an action game. It was still very much yeah. an RPG, and, like, mm-hmm. it was, the focus was on, like, using the different abilities of your squad, and it became more of an, more of an action game. In yeah. two and three. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I just, I'm very excited for this and just to just play these games again. Just, yeah, this, this trilogy is just one of the best trilogies ever made in like all, all entertainment, period. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievably good. And just to dive back into that again and experience it all again it's going to be really exciting all one package all the dlcs i mean this is a hell of a value i mean there's hundreds of hours of gameplay in this in this package oh so it's just really really exciting and i i can't wait may that that period of time is pretty fucking wild yeah may is packed Um, (laughs) yeah so april 30th now is is returnal followed by um Resident Evil Village, May 7th. Mass Effect Legendary Edition, May 14th. Deathloop, May 21st. <laughs> yep. Holy it's moly. It's going to be May. 
Yeah, and then actually, too, right before uh, Returnal, near Replicant, April 23rd. Oh. So it is, like, five, nearly, basically a month straight of, like, you know, a really uh, anticipated video game coming out. Yep. <laughs> so definitely uh, clear your backlogs here before the end of April. Yes, for sure. That's when the year really starts to get going. So, yeah, it's it's exciting. Tyler, would it surprise you if I told you that the gamers are both A, horny, and B, angry? Uh, that does not surprise <laughs> me at all. It seems to happen a lot. Um, <laughs> so, the reason I bring this up is that uh, gamers are horny and angry because uh, a lot of the, um, let's just say, uh, gratuitous ass shots of uh, Mass Effect characters... Naming mostly Miranda, um, they're 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 cutting some of that shit out. <laughs> uh, and you know, personally, like I have recently watched a replay, like someone play through those games again, and like, yeah, it is kind of like, uh, did a fucking teenager make this decision or something? <laughs> because some yeah. of those, some of some of that is just like, wh- what are you doing here? It's just a camera shot of Miranda's ass. Like, yeah, it's a good ass, but like, come on. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where it's just like when you, I don't know, uh, when you do it too much, it can just be a little, just come off really weird. And yeah, like like who the fuck made this sort of thing? You know, it. If, I that's something that playing through the game, I never fully realized that how many shots of Miranda's butt is there, and it's, like I'm fine with it, and I, I'm not saying get rid of all of them because yeah, it's it's a very she's a fine fine looking woman, and but you know I don't know if you have it all the time, it's it is what it's just not great, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, but <laughs> it's it's a very ridiculous and stupid thing for people to be getting mad about. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, you, you're getting rid of her butt. Like, hey, you're changing you the st- history of video games. You'll still be able to look at her ass anytime you wanted to. You know, when you if you have her in your party or whatever. Yeah. Like, hey, what what's the fuck's the matter? <laughs> yeah, it's oh. yeah, whatever. <laughs> Fucking gamers yeah. always are horny and mad. Uh yeah. Kind of gamers are always mad. This reminds me a little bit of. Uh, you know, the whole, like, oh, but they took the puddles out of Spider-Man. <laughs> like, the whole puddle bullshit. Like, who cares? Uh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. All right. Uh, time to uh, also look ahead at other things coming soon. Or not so soon, or whatever. Things coming this year. Uh, they revealed the next season of Destiny 2. It's Season of the Chosen. Uh, they put out a trailer. There's a new strike. It looks good. Destiny 2 looks good. I mean, I don't know what to say. It, they just... It's it's always interesting what they're doing with Destiny. Yeah. So they're bringing back... There, There's a new strike, and then I thought they're bringing back an old one, aren't they? Yeah. The, yeah, the to... Fallen... Uh, Devil's Lair and Fallen Saber Strikes are returning. And okay. then there's a new strike called Proving Grounds. Yeah. Um, damn. 
Which like, I do. I remember the Devil's Lair and Fallout Saber just running those strikes so often. So it'll be cool to see that again. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, there's too many games to play that are ongoing for me, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's it's hard to just invest in and want to play all of them because you know I, I when I when we were playing Apex, I'm like, fuck, I could really just invest into this and just play a lot of apex and go after this battle pass but then i'll hop over to destiny 2 and feel the same exact thing and it's it's hard to stay on track of it but yeah i mean a lot of this stuff seems cool there's also another new mode um called battlegrounds oh is it pits pits guardians against hordes of cabal okay yeah i guess that's what this uh what this image is about look yeah. I, I will say this image they chose is a very good one. Zavala standing in front of this very large cabal dude. Yes. Oh, yes. I, I've i always liked how Destiny 2 looks. I, I'm curious what what they're leading to here. Mm-hmm. Because it, yeah, like, this is a new season. I, I wonder what the next like big thing is going to be. Ah. Uh. They they always seem to be doing doing a good job of trying to lead into that with their seasonal releases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And Tyler, it's time for me to just get back in my comfort zone here. Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> the Endwalker expansion. It's coming this fall. They put out a trailer. It looks fucking dope. The new class looks really fucking dope. Uh the new class is called Sage. Um, and basically what they did with say with the sage is, uh, they took a concept out of Gundam. <laughs> oh, so you see how, uh, I'm not sure if you're seeing it. Like there's a video here, the sage reveal. Um, <laughs> but basically those little, like t- little, I don't know what you want to call them. Drones. Um, that's basically the funnel system out of uh, Gundam. So yes, it's. They're, they're drawing on a lot of things that I like. Um, just, yeah, they they said that this is the end of the Zodiac and Hydaelyn uh, story, but that Final Fantasy fourteen is not going to end with this, which really excites me. Okay, so they're going to, I guess, be wrapping up a lot of the storylines, but they'll still do new expansions, I guess? Maybe? I guess so. I See, the thing about this is, like, Hydaelyn and Zodiac are like that. That is the world of Final Fantasy XIV, kind of like those are the two major forces. And resolving what happens after that, like what happens with that, seems like a place where they would end this MMO, but <laughs> apparently not. Um, also, with this expansion, they're raising the level cap uh, to ninety. We're going to the moon, Tyler, on a giant oh, space whale. Oh, wow. Okay. That sounds fun. Yes. I, I'm i <laughs> very excited for this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw this. I'm like, oh, boy. I'm sure, sure oh, you're yeah. very excited. So, it's cool. Yeah. I. It's just ridiculous. And I think it's very funny to me that they're going to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Uh, because I think... Th- yeah. I mean, you're not going to be able to correct me, but like I think like 1.0 Final Fantasy 14 before A Realm Reborn, like 
that ended with the moon crashing into the planet. <laughs> yeah. And then a realm reborn happens, and yeah, it, there there is potential for interesting things. Um. All right. That's enough. I will talk more about Final Fantasy XIV when the <laughs> expansion comes out. But also, yeah. like, the new Nier raid is coming out. Like, the f- the final chapter of the Nier raid is coming out soon, also. Sweet. I saw, too, I guess they're, uh, they're, they're going to put out a PS5 version of this game. Yes, they are. This year, they're, like, I guess there's sign-ups to get into that alpha or beta or whatever. So, that's exciting. Yes, very, very, very much so. Um, okay, Tyler, EA is doing a lot of things. Yeah. Some of them I'm not exactly stoked about. All right, so EA bought Codemasters. Yeah. Mm. And, well... EA is going to try to put out a racing game every single year. Yes. That's their plan. You know, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Are they going to do Are they going to alternate? Like, I mean, Codemasters puts out a racing game every year. They put out fucking F1 every year. So what does this mean? Like are they just going to continue to let Codemasters do their thing and just say, now EA is putting out a fucking racing game every year? No, Codemasters is doing that. And you just bought Codemasters. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, EA owns almost all of the third-party racing. Yes. And it's a little... little. I read some of this and I was like, ah, man, this just this sucks. Like, uh, they, they talked a lot about how Codemasters makes great games, but they haven't had the marketing muscle that EA has to really grow those franchises. Which, okay, that's that's a legitimate thing. There's probably a lot of a lot of growth there for a lot of these franchises. Um, it's just when you talk about things like this, I'm going to read a couple quotes here uh, from this article on IGN that we're reading from their, I guess their investor call or whatever. Just a couple of these things just gets me just like, fuck, because I just know exactly where it's going. Uh, Later in the earnings call, COO Blake Jorgensen praised the viability of F1 racing in particular as a global franchise currently gaining further traction in the U.S., suggesting that EA hopes to become the go-to publisher for racing games more broadly, saying saying the genre is one of the best growth opportunities there is. Then later down in the article, Andrew Wilson added that EA also sees the opportunity with Codemasters titles to incorporate further live service elements, saying that F1 plus live service or F1 plus live service plus our marketing muscle is a profound opportunity. And to me, I'm just like, I know exactly where that's going. They're going to fucking, you know, over the next couple iterations, slowly start to put in fucking microtransactions and some fucking F1 ultimate team bullshit into into that game that's just going to really uh uh I hope not ruin it. You know what I mean? Like that career mode that Codemasters has been building is so good and I hope that that with EA that they 
realize like I'm not saying live service is bad, but live service in the way that EA currently does it is not what I want in in a lot of these racing games. You know, I want them to be focused on building a great racing product, whether it's dirt, F1, whatever, and not not needing to figure out how to best monetize these games. Um, because I feel like just with the EA marketing alone, it could just grow and they can make a lot more money off of them. And I know, you know, I'm not an executive that wants to make a shitload of money, but as a fan, reading some of these things just really, really bums me out a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, they're gonna. F. They're gonna anthem F one. <laughs> That's <laughs> what they're gonna do. Not anthem. They're but, gonna they're gonna anthem it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could see them doing it with dirt. You know, all these all these franchises. I could totally see them doing it with. Like, and, I don't want a live serve. Like, the closest thing to a live service uh, racing game that has worked is the Horizon, the Forza Horizon games, and yes. that isn't even necessarily that. Like, it's yes. And it's and it's not built to be a live service first. It's built to be a a great open world game with live service elements to keep players engaged. Yeah, it, you know, and then that's what I would hope that they could do is like let's build a great F one title, a great dirt title. Maybe then we can throw in the live service elements instead of focusing on that first. But that's not that's not EA's business. No. That's not what they do. I mean, just look at Madden and FIFA and all them. It's just not what they do. EA is going to so, be is going to be known as where racing games go to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I hope not, but we'll see. And then you know they say putting one out every year. I'm like, okay, F1 comes out every year. So what what do you like? What does that fucking mean? Like, yeah, exactly. It's a like, what, what does that mean? Like, are you doing F1 plus? Um, you know, this year you'll have dirt, then the next year you'll have Need for Speed, and then next year you'll have Project Cars or something. I don't know, but uh, bah. All, <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, what the? I I know it's never going to happen, but like burnout. Come on, if you're I gonna know. put, if you're gonna say you're gonna put out a racing game every year, and in ten years we get no fucking burnout games. Like, oh, go fuck yourselves. I, yeah. You've lost my Definitely. trust. Definitely. Like, there's a great opportunity there. And I don't know. I, with a, I just don't understand why EA doesn't do a new burnout. And just see what, what it does. There's, there's obviously uh, excitement there for it. And for that franchise, you know, whatever. If you do a new burnout, doesn't do well, then... You know, kind of is what it is at that point, I guess. Imagine but what the processing power it. of the PlayStation 5 can do with the Burnout uh, game. <laughs> absolutely. And, and we've seen a lot of old franchises come back to the modern day and be successful. Look what Activision has done with Tony Hawk, Crash, Spyro, all of them. Like, it can happen. Uh, you just got to do it right. So, Just imagine yeah, the Crash Junkies, man. Yeah, How many cars definitely. can you crash on a PlayStation 5? Yeah. Definitely. I just think it's just a bummer because look at what EA has done to Need for Speed. And that franchise is kind of a joke anymore. Mm -hmm. And I just don't want that to happen to any of the Codemasters franchises because Codemasters makes good racing video games. They really do. And uh, Man, 
just bumps me out, man. Yeah, I feel like that, that does happen. I feel like anymore they make they make uh, Need for Speed to sell to people who usually only play Madden <laughs> and yeah. don't know any better. Yeah. Uh, all right. Continuing on with EA and football here. College football is coming back, and they're doing everything they can to not pay student athletes. <laughs> um, yeah, yep they're they are they are doing college football games with without any real player likenesses. Yeah. So, great. <laughs> Who's this for? <laughs> because I feel like the well, reason you buy a college football game is because you know, like. For a lot of the, you know the teams, and you know the players on those teams. Like that—that's the whole. That's kind of the whole point of buying like a licensed sports game is that you get the players. Because otherwise, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I think I think the thing for college football in these games is is just the school. Ah, well, I guess so, you maybe, know. but like. But no, but I agree with you though. I mean, you wanna, you wanna play as the players. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like that's what they want people to to like is like is to build their fandoms around the schools and not the players because that just that just gives them an ex- an excuse to not compensate the players at all because it's not about them anymore. I, I, because I I feel like a lot of like, yeah, sure. You could say the same about like about your team, like you have a favorite sports team, like but if they released an NFL game and I had to play as the Pittsburgh Steelers and I didn't get any of the roster, like what like what the fuck? Like I yeah. I, I feel like these fandoms are very similar. Like there are these fans of these schools like whether you went there or you just you just live close to that school or whatever, but you also like part of being a fan of a team is being a fan of the players on that team. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to just not have any of the players is like I'm not sure how well this is going to do. Yeah, yeah, I can see this doing well though, only because it did do very well before it got shut down because of you know uh, they were sort of like using likenesses of players um and i think the the frustrating part about that is that college football and all of college sports really is governed by ncaa which is a corrupt fucking broken ass backwards organization that needs to get out of the fucking way and to me like i think it's it's complete fucking robbery that these schools, especially in college football, make millions and millions of dollars off of these players, basically, and they don't get a fucking dime. Like, yeah. and, and to turn around and say, like, oh, you're getting an education, like, like I just don't think that that works out. Like, yeah, getting an education, that's great, but it's more than that, especially when you're playing college football, and you could you could injure yourself in in, in really kind of fuck yourself up playing football because of how rough of a game it is and then you know so many of the players don't even make it to the NFL and, and to just not give them anything it's just it's fucked up and to turn around and give these coaches 
twelve million dollar a year uh, contracts and and all this stuff. Like it's just it's straight up fucking robbery. Like the, the NCAA is just awful. Yeah, um, they really are. So I, I'm I used to play. Man, I think I played NCAA football two thousand nine. I think it was, and I, I loved it. It was, it was fun, um, but I never played it every year, um, for sure. And but at the same time, with this, I'm a little bummed out that it's EA doing it, only because we see what EA does with Madden, and Madden is so hit or miss all the time. And it, I just think it would be really cool to have another developer and publisher get into this sports game uh, business. And, like, I just I just feel like we all know what this game's going to be like, and that's a little bit of a bummer. Yeah, it's going to be Madden <laughs> with college players. That's that's yeah. all it's going to be. Uh, exactly. And I, I think, for me, the interesting thing that they could do with a college football game is not make it a sports simulation game and just make it, like, make it a management sim. Mm. I feel like that is the direction they should have taken their college football game because I think a lot of... It may, maybe it's just me, but I think a lot of the interesting things about college football is like, like the you have these different like program these football programs like these franchises like these college, college teams that are, have been good for like years and years and like, just seeing the systems and how they like, how they manage to uh, maintain that kind of consistency is um, it's interesting like, from recruitment to just like managing managing how uh like what players are going to actually get an opportunity or which players are you, you're going to make wait like it's mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of the interest interesting things about college football are about like the development of these players and how the whole system as a whole works yeah i, I agree with that that could be interesting that could be interesting, but that doesn't... Yeah, that's not going to be... That's uh, not what sells to a mass audience. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I don't know, man. Uh, all right. Um, and Battlefield. Battlefield. Oh. It's been a... Wait, they didn't release a Battlefield game last year, did they? No. Did they no, do they the year did. before? Was... When was uh, Battlefield no. Five? Twenty eighteen, I want to say. I'll, I'll look it up. Damn. So it's been a while since they put out a new Battlefield, uh, but they EA has come out and said that the next Battlefield, the new Battlefield, will take advantage full advantage of the next gen consoles. Um, and it's supposed to release this year. They're supposed to put out a Battlefield this year. Yeah. Uh, so Battlefield Five came out November twentieth, twenty eighteen. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Three years in between battlefields. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Um, but yeah, new battlefield coming out this year. We'll get a reveal in the spring. So I'm curious to see, like, is it a modern day? Is it. It's probably a modern day yeah. battlefield, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I could be down for this because uh, I haven't played Battlefield in a while and I skipped five and I like what Battlefield does and. Man, uh, what I'm really excited to see, though, is just that uh, that dice engine on, or frostbite B 
being made, but you know, dice utilizing it on a next gen system. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes! Because what they got out of just the PS4, like it's just some of the some of those maps and you know the campaign or whatever was just stunning to look at, and to see that on next gen could be really exciting. See all that destruction and everything. It it could be neat. Really could if they if they they nail it. I think I just feel like with five. You just kind of burnt Battlefield out a little bit, and taking taking the extra year, I guess, because they were putting one out like what every two years. Yeah, you know, I, I think is probably beneficial yeah, for them I, to do that. So I think it was yeah. a huge mistake to put out like a World War One Battlefield and then a World War Two Battlefield. Yeah, like what what were they thinking? Right. Yeah, um, and didn't Battlefield Five like it? It didn't really have a lot of the the famous locations from World War II. Wasn't it more like deep cut sort of stuff? Yeah, yep. Which, that's also just not... Like, I, I think it's fine to have that stuff in there, but, you know, that's not what's going to appeal to the masses, I guess, yeah. with a World War II I game. I mean, EA consistently makes mistakes with their, with their uh, first-person shooters. Yeah. Uh, where's Titanfall? I know. Where's dude? They fucked up. Where's bad? Titan. Where's Battlefield Bad Company Three? Huh? I know. Huh? I know. <laughs> they, dude, think about it. they fucked Titanfall Two up. I mean, that that game's amazing, but obviously they screwed up the release of it. They fucked up Battlefield. Battlefield Five was a dud. They totally fucked up Battlefront Two at launch. Took forever to fix it. Like, who's it. doing the planning there? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, what is going on? Like, the only shooter that came out from them that was good from the start is Apex Legends. Yeah. It's like someone just fucking threw darts at a calendar. Yeah, and I'm surprised that, you know, that EA has not forced Respawn to do anything with uh Apex that would mess that game up because that game has obviously maintained a very nice player base. Yeah, I I think it's you know? just because it rakes in cash. They as long as yeah. you make a lot of money, EA doesn't care what you do. Yeah, definitely. I really wonder with though with I just feel like Respawn is in a totally different world of EA Studios. Like they're, you know, like I, I really wonder if they're just like you know like yeah you can own us but fuck you guys like. You know, because Jedi Fallen Order wasn't even made with Frostbite, you know, and that game was super successful, and, you know, they're obviously going to make a sequel to that game. Apex mm-hmm. kind of did their own thing there. They have been doing their own thing with it. It's been very successful. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I want a good Battlefield game. Yeah. I feel like it's been a while. Yeah, definitely. I, I remember, you know, we would play Battlefield 4 a lot. Oh, yeah. Back, you Back know, when, when the PS4 yeah. launched. Oh, man, that game was so fucking good to play. Oh, there's so many good memories with that. Yeah. Loved it. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, let's, I guess this last uh, EA thing here, um, I think you put in here, just a little side note, Bioware... Yeah. Uh, they're, they're very optimistic and con- they're, they're confident about the future of Bioware despite recent departures. Um, I mean, they recently put out, like, 
the most EA of Dragon Age 4 trailers uh, <laughs> and reveals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they... I mean, they aren't going to just publicly say, uh, we're not sure what's happening with Bioware. They're they're never going to say that, so I, I, I don't know. Like, I hope the Legendary Edition does well. <laughs> yeah, and I think the Legendary Edition probably will do well. I wonder if they'll uh, change the ending of Mass Effect 3 so they continue with <laughs> I don't think with they're going to change the ending. They did say that extended ending's going to be in it. Okay. Which I never experienced that, so it'll be interesting to see. You know, I think I think the Legendary Edition will probably do fine, but that's also, you know, a remaster and all that stuff. It's really, like, it's good they're confident in them. They have to say that, in my opinion. And it's not until Dragon Age 4 comes out and it's a good game that I will feel confident about the future of Bioware. You know what I mean? Like, the Legendary Editions, to me, is just a remaster. I feel like they're going to do a good job with that. But it's like the the new shiny thing that Bioware puts out. That's what's most important. Yeah. And if they don't nail Dragon Age 4, then... Oh, boy. Hey, what's up with the Anthem? <laughs> yeah, that I, w- I was going to bring that up, too, because in their... In their uh, you know, this earnings call, they talk about Dragon Age and Mass Effect, saying that that's in their future, but said nothing about Anthem or Anthem 2.0 at all. And yeah, I'm really curious what should, the fuck's going should, on should there. Should I go install Anthem? <laughs> no. Well, I already <laughs> own it. Yeah, I, I I know that, but like, why? <laughs> Just like out know, of more curiosity, like. <laughs> yeah, I guess. See where or if at, I want to but... play play a good Iron Man game. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, like, do you think... Do, does Anthem 2.0 happen, or do they quietly just not say anything about it? I think just Anthem's let it go. dead. I think one day they just turn the... When they see zero concurrent users, they just turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> You just flip Definitely. a switch and uh, put out a press release at like 8 p.m. on a Friday evening, or, and uh, and that's it. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. On to uh, the other big. We have Activision Blizzard here. Uh, Tyler, I I thought these were bang on for this year. But apparently not. Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 are not coming this year. Yeah. Kind of surprising. I, I, I thought one of them would make it out this year. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know about both, but yeah. Kind yeah. of a bummer. Which also makes me think that Vicarious Visions Diablo 2, uh, whatever, remake, remaster, whatever the hell they're doing with that might come out this year maybe yeah maybe i can see that i could absolutely see that because i i think like that that story like they were vicarious visions was involved with that from like for a while now and it's just official that they got folded in like a few weeks ago but i i i feel like that mentioned that they they were working on it too before the before they were officially part of blizzard uh, yeah, but yeah, I could, I could absolutely see that, and I, you know, I Overwatch Two is just kind of interesting to me because 
because of how much they're kind of keeping it similar to Overwatch, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's really like they're just adding the co-op missions and, you know, some other things that I would have thought that that would have come out this year. Um, Diablo 4, I can see, taking a while. They, they, I think either way they have to nail both these games, but they definitely need to nail Diablo 4, especially at launch, considering how Diablo 3 was not good at launch. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah kind, of, kind of a bummer. I'm way more excited for Diablo 4 than Overwatch 2. Wait, that Diablo mobile so. game came out, didn't it? I think it's in, like, beta or alpha or something. I don't know if it officially launched, but I have been seeing some things about it. Huh. Oh, it's called they Diablo made... Immortal. I, I, I even forgot the name of it. Diablo Immortal. Uh, that's supposed to come out officially this year. Yeah, huh. Yeah, I'm just looking at this preview that Game Informer had. I'm not seeing like a release date, so I would yeah, I would assume it would come out this year. Guess this was more of a preview. Yeah. All right. Uh, but like clockwork, there's another Call of Duty coming this year. Oh, shocking! <laughs> oh, yep. Just the most shocking news. I mean, yeah. Yep. They did not say who was developing it, though. Nope. So that's going to be kind of interesting to see as Black Ops Cold War totally fucked up the the pipeline there. (laughs) With Treyarch needing to basically put that game out a year earlier than anticipated. Yeah. Or at least get their hands involved with it. Yep. So this year would have been Treyarch's year, outright. Yeah, it would have been, so, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know why. Why? Why do we need a Call of Duty every year? It was clear, like last year, that Call of Duty Modern Warfare was doing just fine. <laughs> oh yeah, that was like literally the best-selling game of the year if you took out Black Ops Cold War being yeah. the new release. So, yeah. They don't need one every year. They they have found out how to support those games, and especially now that they have Warzone, having that tail there, you know, seasons and power passes, all that stuff. Like they don't have to put one out every year. Yeah, it um, feels it feels kind a, of weird for them to have seasons and battle passes and still try to put out a new one every year. Yeah, it, that that just but, feels weird. Like, why would you get invested in any one Call of Duty game at that point if mm-hmm. if they're going to just release another one? Right, definitely. And but I guess in their eyes, if they're thinking like, "Hey, if we can have this game sell, have people invested in in our battle passes, all that stuff for an entire year, the way we did with Modern Warfare, and then put out a new one that they then hop on, we can just." keep making money off these people all the time way more than we were a few years ago um when we were still making a lot of money so that's probably what they're thinking in i mean it's activision they want to make a lot of money we've we've seen that very clearly when they say we have record profits and then they lay off over 800 employees yeah Yeah. um but but they're, they're at the point now where I do agree with you. It is weird, and I think that they could do a new Call of Duty every other year, and that would make more sense, but they're not going to do that. Yeah, I mean, 
Maybe part of it is uh, they didn't expect Call of Duty Modern Warfare to be so good. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. I know I certainly didn't. Yeah. <laughs> to be that that good, like yeah. yeah. All right, uh, got a couple more things to go here. Um, Gearbox. I mean, it's not about Randy this time. <laughs> no. Although somehow I have, I have a feeling within the next couple of weeks I'll try to make it about him. Uh, <laughs> but Gearbox has been acquired by Embracer, uh, the Embracer Group, or yeah, uh, it's a it's a holding company that that currently owns THQ Nordic. Uh, now they own Gearbox, and yeah, I mean, I kind of just did a jerk off motion when I saw this. <laughs> Yeah, so this is more of a merger, yeah, in a way. So Embracer Group, yeah, they own THQ Nordic, they own like Coke Media or Koch Media. I don't know how to say that. Saber Interactive, which those groups then own three, four, five different studios, and so basically Gearbox is becoming one of those additional studios that forms into Embracer Group. So I guess Gearbox is still going to be doing their own thing, maybe publishing games every now and again, like Godfall. Um, (laughs) And that's kind of what's going on. So apparently this deal was, there was like, I forget, 300-something million dollars in like cash basically, but the rest was in like stocks and all sorts of shit Mm -hmm. that happens in these deals. Um so, yeah, that's what's going on with Gearbox. However, their most Gearbox's most valuable IP, Borderlands, is owned by 2K. So yeah. if they are to continue to make Borderlands games, 2K will be the publisher of those games. Yeah. So I imagine Gearbox, what I think we'll see is them trying to take another stab at a new IP. Yeah, yeah. I to think, do their own yeah. thing. Maybe, the, maybe, <laughs> maybe Borderlands is dead. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I think Borderlands is dead. Except they're <laughs> well, no, making that dead. movie. <laughs> yeah, they are. I, I don't think Borderlands is dead at all because it's Borderlands 3 was very successful for them. Sold millions and millions of copies. So, But I, it, it seemed clear before Borderlands 3 that Gearbox wanted to do something else. And that was Battleborn. And Battleborn failed. Then they did Borderlands 3. So I wonder if this new IP, if that fails, do they do a Borderlands 4? You know, or do they just say, "Hey, we're doing a Borderlands Four, but we're doing this new IP at the same time"? Because Gearbox is a big studio; they have over five hundred employees. Um, so maybe maybe they could pull something off like that. But Embracer Group, man, they they just they own so many fucking studios. I forget the exact number now. It was like seventy something studios or something like that. Um. It's just completely insane mm-hmm. how how many studios they own. It just seems unmanageable, and I just don't really know what their like. What's their end game? You know what I mean? It's just kind of weird. I mean, it's it's a pyramid <laughs> scheme. They're just trying to skim off the top. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's basically like a lot of smaller in double A studios just kind of mm-hmm. banding together. In, I don't know. 
like uh, so THQ Nordic, man, they own a lot of studios, but um, yeah, Gunfire Games, Grimlord Games, Bugbear Entertainment, some studios like that. Saber Interactive then owns 4A Games, makers of Metro. Um, Coach Media owns Warhorse and Volition, so Saints Row, Darksiders. Dan Buster Studios, who did that Homefront game that was not great. Um, then there's DECA Games, Gearbox, Easy Brain, Coffee Stain Holding, and then Amplifier Game Investment, which so many of these studios I have never heard of in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, it's fucking, fucking wild. And it's like we continue to see the consolidation of the games industry. Yeah, it's you know, yeah. I I I don't like it. I don't. I no. And yeah, I I just. I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about uh, a lot of these things, but the general feeling is bad, uh, because mm-hmm. like at a certain point, like what's the fucking point of the parent company? Like, why do you fucking exist except just to fucking restrict what what's the mobility of a lot of these studios? Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. It's uh, it's almost like at this point I'm just like who's left? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Is are it, there it, any indies out there? Yeah. yeah and, I, I and think the answer it's... is yes. There there are indie studios still out there, but like anyone who has any sort of success is going to get snapped up. Yeah, definitely. I think I think a couple of the obvious ones are Blue Point and Housemark. I'm surprised they're not nabbed up by Sony at least. You know, does Kojima Productions get bought up yeah. by someone at some point? You know, it's it's getting a little fucking crazy and Yeah, and you see these acquisitions too. They're very they feel you know, it's almost like the housing market right now. Like houses are just the the price you have to pay for a house is right now is fucking nuts. And these acquisitions seem like they are overpaying a little bit mm-hmm. for a lot of these. Like, is Gearbox worth $1.3 billion? I don't know. I don't really think so. Are they worth a lot of money? Sure. They made Borderlands. So, uh, but then Codemasters being bought for $1.2 billion? Like, holy moly. Microsoft buying Bethesda for $7.5 billion? Like, that's insane. Like, Disney bought Star Wars for $4 billion. And I feel like... Star Wars is more valuable than any of those IPs that any of these companies have. Um, so it, you, you see these numbers are just, just money being f- fucking thrown around everywhere in the games industry right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. We've, we've got two things left. Um, I mean, a quick one. Prince of Persia, Sands of Time remake is delayed again. I don't think that game's going to be good. I don't <laughs> personally. It it never looked good, but yeah, it's it it did not. And, and what's interesting, so is they delayed it with no date at all. Yeah. So I wonder if they're getting a lot of more feedback to be like, hey, man, we really got to make this game look good. <laughs> yeah. Because it does not look good at all. So yeah. And then lastly, probably. Like, one of the most disappointing things I, I, I've seen this week. Uh, the Nemesis system used in those uh, 
those Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, Middle Earth, what it, those those Lord of the Rings video games Warner Brother put out. That Nemesis system is uh, under patent. There was a patent approved for that system, and I think that's fucking disgusting and stupid, and I hate it. Yes. Um, yeah, I think this shows why so many games have not used something like that. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. So they've been trying to secure this patent since 2015. Mm-hmm. So basically after Shadow of Mordor came out, first one. Um, and it's it's a shame because this is such a, a great system that obviously made those games very unique and exciting. And this could have been used in so many other things that... You know, now that they're going to, like, literally own this, it sucks. Because you could see... I could see very easily another studio developing something similar. Maybe they don't call it a Nemesis system, but it maybe works very similar. And you could see Warner Brothers going after them. Yeah, I... Saying, like, I, we own the patent for this. Like, what are you doing? And, and it just... It stymies creativity, and it, it just kind of sucks. Yeah, at a certain point, it's like... It's like an artist, like, fucking patenting a fucking brushstroke technique. Like, right. what the fuck exactly. is, like, fucking get out of here with this shit. You're, like, you're so far up your own ass, you think you invented, like, something fucking brilliant, but, like, this is a cool thing that you made, but it isn't, it isn't, like, revolutionary. It isn't, like, something that, and even if it was, like... Why the fuck are you telling other people that they can't do it when, as far as I can see, Warner Brother hasn't been, like, it's not like they're going to make other games that use this. Like, they have right. their Middle Earth games, and I, I don't, I'm not sure how much further those are going to go, but after that, what, what the fuck's the point of having this patent? Like, yeah, like, they're not even really utilizing it themselves with what I think is the biggest, most prime opportunity to use something like this in a Batman game. Yeah, yeah. That would be so perfect, and they're not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> so, like... I don't know, man. They're, it's it's a pointless thing that they're doing here. Like, it's it's completely fucking pointless to patent this. And it's it's just detrimental to everyone else that's making video games. It's It sucks. Like, yeah. whoever fucking did this is a fucking asshole. Yeah, it's definitely uh, some capitalistic shit over here. Uh, yeah, and, so, yeah, but well, I mean, whatever. It's they're 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 big, <laughs> they're they're a massive corporation. They're going to do something like this. Yeah, it doesn't make it right. It still sucks, but yeah. Uh, and See lastly, patenting stuff all the time. Lastly, so, anyway, sorry. I mean, lastly, here I, I want to leave us off in a high note. Um, Everyone's favorite lady, <laughs> Lady Dimitrescu. We we have official data. She is nine feet tall, and she can step nine on foot me. Six. Yep. Yeah. She's so I... tall, but all the doors in her house are for normal people. I mean, <laughs> what well, what happened there? Did did she just not ever stop growing? Did she build that house <laughs> yeah, when she was still a know. normal size? I don't know, but I'm excited to find out. Yeah. This is also very off-putting. Um, <laughs> like if you just imagine 9'6", I'm like, dude, that's bigger than 
That's and almost tall as a, my house. That's almost as tall as a basketball hoop. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Like, seriously, that's bigger than any ceiling in my house. Like, her head would be up into the floor above. Like, <laughs> like it's just really upsetting to think about. Uh but man, I'm I'm excited for this game. I'm like on total blackout for this game. I'm not oh, yeah. I'm not playing that maiden demo. I'm not doing anything. I'm just I want to go into this game blind yeah. almost. I I think the most distressing thing about Lady Dimitrescu is uh, the fact that other brands on the internet. You're not on Twitter anymore, but if you were, you would see brands such as KFC being horny for Lady Dimitrescu. And I don't oh, want to see a world where brands are horny. Oh, no, not at all. And especially horny for this chick? I don't know if that works, man. I mean, okay, there is, there is an audience that is horny for this chick, uh, and I'm not going sure. to shame them. Uh, sure. Gigantism is a thing that people... Yeah. Yes. You're not um, wrong. But, yeah, I don't want to live in a world where, like, a brand... A brand's official stance is horny. Like, go away. Yeah. Go away. You can't yeah, be horny. Definitely. We don't want to relate to you like a person. You're a brand. Yeah. And, like, gigantism might be, like, something that someone's into, and that's fine. But also, this chick's a vampire. Okay. I don't know, I don't oh, know about that. Yeah. Okay, Tyler, you are wandering <laughs> into some waters here. People are absolutely horny for vampires. That is a whole okay. thing. Like, fine. Vampire fine. the Masquerade is very horny. Like. Yeah. Part of, like, yeah, a whole sec- section of, like, vampire fiction is about being horny vampires. Yeah, like, yeah, sure. Uh, but we're not going to get oh, into man. that because I, no. I don't have the resources available to educate you on all of uh, the goings-on of the horny horniness of various subgroups of people. Yeah. Um. Instead, oh, we're going to end this show. Um, if you're horny and need to tell us about it, uh, you can email us. <laughs> uh, don't don't email us about being horny. That that would just be awkward. Uh, but if you have questions <laughs> about video games or whatever, um, send that to PlayStation Report Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, give us, or you could also send that to us via Twitter. But please don't be horny at us on Twitter. That would be weird for me a lot. Mm-hmm. That would be very weird for me. Um, <laughs> but that's at PS Report Podcast. Give us ratings, reviews, and share us with your friends. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. And until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and get ready for some football. Fuck, it is Super Bowl weekend. That means it's February. It Tyler, it's February. January it is. is already gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> All right.